Welcome back to episode three of the Young Minds Podcast on the very special episode. I hope you enjoy what we have in store. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Um, just say your name and kind of say, like, what's your story maybe a little bit, and we'll go on from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm very excited to be on with you today. My name is Donovan Jones. I host the Call Tact podcast, and I have uh, the Call Tact podcast page on Instagram, where basically I felt like the Lord called me to do more, and then just trying to seek His face and seek His will in my life. It just opened up the door to podcasting and making the page on Instagram where I'm just really trying to do three things, point people to Jesus, encourage people and build people's faith. And so in every aspect of my life, that's the point behind everything that I'm doing is just to do those three things. So that's, that's pretty much it. I'm a pretty boring guy other than that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say you're a pretty boring guy at all. <laughs> in fact, you're, I mean, you know, you're a pretty nice guy to talk to, even though it's just through messages, you know, sometimes this is the first time we've talked verbally, but you know, you're not boring at all. What you mean, man? I've I've been very encouraged speaking with you. I, I know a lot of people say, you know, talking about the youth of today and how nobody's really worried about their walk with Christ and things like that. So just in the short time that I've known you, you've been a major encouragement to me. And it's a beautiful thing to see the youth aren't afraid to speak their faith. And there are young Christian people out there that are actually trying to step forward and present the gospel. And I love what you're doing on your page. And then with it's Operation uh, Patriotism, right? Right, correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love that, and I love what you're doing here with this podcast. So I just want to send you that word of encouragement right off the bat. Like, I love what you're doing. It's definitely, yes, sir. So just keep going, keep going, because it gets hard. You know, it's a grind, and and it's a struggle. But, you know, the closer I say it on my podcast all the time, like the closer we get to God, the bigger the target gets on our back. So don't get discouraged. Just keep going. Oh, I will. You know, and, you know, doing those first two episodes was like, it was interesting because I was sitting there going like, this is hard like to keep yeah. this up, you know, like, right. because, you know, it's not like a conversation like this, you know, so you're not getting direct feedback. You're just having to <laughs> wait for somebody to just right. tell you, tell you what they thought after listening to the whole thing. You're like, you know, so I'm not hearing anybody say my, th- you know, hear what I'm thinking. They just have mm. to go with it. So you have to come up with, you know, just kind of, I mean, I don't even have a script or anything. I just kind of came up with everything that I said. So I was just like, yeah. I'm glad I was able to carry it on for so long, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, um, like, you know, and I know one thing that interests me was your story about your daughter. Like that reminded me of like so much about mine. If you want to say yeah. a little bit about that, you can. Um, yeah. Um, well, it's a long story, but long story short, know, yeah. basically – um, my daughter, she is now a little over a month old, something like that. And, uh, basically before she's my youngest, we have four, um, uh, we have an eight year old, a four year old, a two year old. And then the baby, like I said, is a little over a month. And, and before she was born, I was feeling like something was going to be different about her than the other three. Not that she was going to be any less special or that we were going to love her any more than the others or anything like that. But I just felt like the Lord was going to use her in a different way. And um, I was just praying to him and saying, like, Lord, use my daughter, you know, to to build people's faith, to point people to you. And so I just knew from that that he was going to answer prayer, you know, because he always hears us when we pray to him. So basically, uh, my daughter was born on um, September 29th and it was Mm -hmm. a Thursday. And um, as soon as she was born, we could kind of tell that she was kind of laboring to breathe a little bit. 
And it took them a while for them to bring her over to us, you know, because when you have a baby, they have to clean them off, you know, everything, right. make sure they're good before they bring them to you. So um, it took them a little bit longer than it did our first three to to finally bring her over there to us. And we could hear them saying that she was laboring with her breathing. And so basically, to make a long story short, um, she ended up going into the NICU Friday morning and she had a I forget exactly like the technical terms or whatever, but basically she had a hole. Um, a, a tiny hole where she was leaking air out of her lung and it was what causing her to labor to breathe a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, so basically they were saying on Friday, like, look, she's going to be here in the NICU until the earliest Tuesday or Wednesday of the next week. And they said, if she doesn't respond to what we're doing to her right now, it could be another 10 to 14 days, you know, beyond that. And I just had something inside of me that I knew God was going to put his hand on my daughter and it wasn't going to be that long. So right. I just told the the nurses and the doctors right there. I'm like, it's not going to be that long. I said, we've got a lot of people praying for, you know, we'll be leaving this weekend. And uh, we had, we did, we had a lot of people from the church praying for a lot of, you know, family, friends, that type of thing. And we ended up leaving out of there on Sunday. We went in there to, to see her and they said, well, y'all ready to go home? We said, yeah, let's get out of here. So it <laughs> was, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where we, we just had that faith. We knew God was going to show up in that situation. And um, he did in a big way. And just in her short time of being alive, her just having a story like that, where she can point people to God and say, you know, if you are fully relying on God, he's going to move in major ways. And um, he did that in my daughter's in my daughter's birth. So it was awesome. And, you know, I, you know, love that story so much because it reminds me a lot of mine, yeah. you know, having the medical problems and things like that, you know, and, all the hospital, all the hospital stories I've got from my parents and things like that, you know, and yeah. doctors were like, you know, they kind of said the same thing in a sense. They said, you know, if he doesn't come off the vent, you might as well just cut it. Like, you know, just, mm. you know, stop wasting resources, things like that. My mm -hmm. mom was like, oh, heck no, we're not doing that. Right. You know? So when I heard uh, your daughter's story, I was like, you know, that seems so similar, but it's so different. You know, there's, yeah. um, but it's amazing to hear stories like that. It is. Um, you know, that are similar to mine. And also yeah. different too. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome to hear different stories like that too, because you can kind of see the way that God works in each and everyone's life. You know, it mm -hmm. might not be in the same way that there's similar stories, but right. you know, we all have a testimony to speak on oh, what yeah. God has done for us. You know what I mean? And that's kind of you know the goal I think I said in the first one, like uh, episode is you know if we bring a bunch of young people on here to tell their stories and their testimonies, like mm -hmm. you know, imagine how powerful that can be. Because I know that if anybody is says their, you know, says their story or like tells you what their story is. That's powerful as it is. But mm -hmm. like, especially if, especially if you can get the youth out here and doing it, like, I think that'd be even more powerful than just having, you know, an adult do it. Yeah. Um, me personally. Um, Cause you know, not, not, not a lot of youth are speaking about their belief. I mean, you know, I, I, it varies throughout the entire country, but I mean, at least, you know, the people I surround myself with, they do. You know, because yeah. that's who I'm talking to. But, you know, if like you go to my school, the only place they might do that is if you're talking with a friend that is a godly friend or FCA. And that's about it. Like other places, yeah. you won't find it. Well, I think, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think what's going on right now is we're trying, we're seeing in schools and we're seeing in society to get further away from God. And I think one thing that that is doing is it's making the real Christians, the real people that are serious about their faith, step forward and say, no, this mm -hmm. is not the direction that we need to go. And so I think they're trying to get further away from God, but I think what it's doing is waking up more Christians. And so 
just in the, I started my podcast this year. I started it in February and just in the, however many months that's been eight, nine months. Um, I've, I've met so many people throughout that are trying to do more for God, trying to speak their faith more, trying to start podcasts, start Instagram pages, post more about God on their social media. And so I think the more and more they try to push back, like trying to push away from God, I think it's all it's going to do is make a, a fire in believers to say, okay, now's the time that we need to step forward. So that's another reason that I've been encouraged by what you're doing, because yeah. I think it's good and it's much needed. And, and that's the thing about it. It doesn't matter if there's one person listening to this conversation right now. If that right. one person that hears this says, you know what, this makes some sense. Maybe I need to do something. You know, who knows? They could start something or they could start posting things on their social media or talking to their friends. And it can have that ripple effect to where all those, all, you know, all the people that, you know, it just takes one. So if one person reaches one person and another person reaches the other person, it can all be because of what you're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? So like you That's think true. I'm just reaching one person, but no, if you wouldn't reach that one, then they wouldn't have reached somebody else. And then that person wouldn't reach somebody else. So it just starts with one. So don't ever be discouraged. If you, anybody, this is a word for anybody out there, like oh, including yeah. myself, I'm speaking to myself too. It's like, it doesn't matter how many people you're reaching. Just keep doing what you're doing. The Bible says in Galatians six, nine, like, I forget the exact wordage, so I'm like um, paraphrasing here, but it says like, don't grow weary in doing good because in due time, you will reap the reward for doing good if you stay consistent. If you stay diligent in what you're doing, God is going to see that work that you're putting in and that you're, you know, like not slacking off, like you're being diligent towards the work that you are doing. And he's going to bless that. He promises that. And, you know, one thing that I mean, I've yet to see so far, and I'm hoping one day um, the Lord will give me that opportunity is, you know, to see somebody get saved and baptized that I personally know and have helped. Because mm. um, yeah, I had friends that helped me through, like, helped me get there. And I could just, like, because I, you know, I said it um, on Cody's episode, like, um, you know, I remember, you know, I was about to get baptized and I looked down at my friends and, like, it's just, I can see the mental picture. You know, my brain just has a picture of it, like, exactly yeah. how it was. I can just remember it, you know, seeing like their family, you know, my family down there all in one spot and they're all just looking up at me and smiling. Mm. It's just the best thing. And I want to have the same experience, you know, at some point. That's so good. I've just been praying about it, you know? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's that's good. I, I mean, that's biblical. I mean, for First Corinthians, I think it's First Corinthians one eleven, talks about it's kind of what you're saying. It's saying like, you know, we need to, as a group, pray for people so that when the, the request is granted, then we can all give honor and glory to God together. So I think that kind of goes along with what you're saying, because it's like if you have people banded together and we're all praying together for a specific thing, then all of us in return, we can say, you know, Lord, thank you for hearing our answer, you know, answering our prayers. And so, yeah, man, I love that. I love hearing that. You get me fired up already just uh, <laughs> talking about that. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah. You know, I was because, I mean, there's been friends that I mean, and I've had, I'm not going to say like, I don't want to say like failures, but, you know, there's been friends that I've tried to, you know, speak to and hasn't been, it hasn't been as successful, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, you just got to keep trying to keep praying about it. Yeah, man. Keep planting those seeds. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, cause this is something I never thought I was going to be doing is sitting on a podcast, like, you know, and talking, like (laughs) if you asked me a year ago, Hey, what are you going to be doing? Like, you know, in 2022, not this, not, not, yeah, not, not this, totally not this, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and it's, it's so cool how, um, the Lord can connect you in so many different ways. Like, you know, I remember just 
I think it was from Cody. I saw where he had followed you, and I was like, you know, what the heck? It's another person that I could maybe connect with on some sort of way. And, yeah. well, look what we're doing now. We're, you know, we're speaking on my podcast that I created. So yep. um, it's just so cool how things just can work, even if you don't realize it, you yeah. know, in the moment. Um, yeah, I think that's big, too, to what's the word I'm thinking of? Like be intentional in realizing everything that God is doing in the situation. Because I think that's one thing that I'm trying to make a priority in my life is because I know oftentimes we could be just looking to the future and looking for what's next or what's going to go on next or like, yeah, yeah, like Lord, what, what's next. But it's like thanking God for where he has brought you just in that moment. Like, man, like you said, like I did not imagine I'd be doing this a year ago. (laughs) And then it's like, look where I'm at right now. So yeah, it's just so, it's such a beautiful thing to realize that and to, to realize that God is working in every single moment of our lives. And and he's just ever present and he's, his grace is just so, you know, sufficient and so good. So yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And, um, and another thing I was thinking about too, I was like, you know, with this podcast and everything, um, and just getting to speak with you and Cody and, you know, with Justin is like, um, you know, in a way, like the Lord allowed all three of you to kind of like take a chance on what I was doing and believing in me because like, you know, sometimes something, it's not all adults. I'm not saying all of them. However, since a lot of adults look, down on the youth like they won't take a chance on them or yeah. hear what they have to say or you know some in that regard so it's so it was so refreshing and nice to when i got to talk all, to all three of you how open yeah. you were and how incredibly kind all three of you have been to me and you know give me advice and things like that i just wanted to say that because it was been so amazing just to talk to all three of you yeah well i, I think um, when I first started my podcast, my very first episode, I said, because I felt like the Lord was calling me to do something geared towards men. Yeah. And I just, since my daughter's there's been a lot of things change and the Lord, you know, constantly we're in that process of sanctification, right? Trying to get mm-hmm. closer and better each and every day. And so um, just over the months that I've had my podcast, I felt like the Lord put place on my heart. Like, no, you don't need to just make a podcast just for men. It needs to be for everybody. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look in, Luke, I think it's the very first chapter in Luke. It's in one of the first four chapters. Basically, Jesus goes to the synagogue to preach for the first time. And he tells them, like, I have come for everybody. You know, I'm here for every single person. I'm not here for a specific race, specific color person, specific group. I'm here for everyone. And they got mad and they tried to kill him right off the bat. They tried to push him off a cliff, you know. And so, like, if we are trying to do things for Jesus, I think we need to emulate his actions while he was on earth. So, like, Mm. my podcast, like us connecting and stuff like that i feel like god is telling me like you need to try to do the best that you can to reach like every single person because you know i didn't come just for men i didn't come just for youth i didn't come i came for everyone so we need to emulate that and do the same type things that he did you know what i mean yeah i totally understand and you know even though like sure like i've said that you know like I want to reach the youth, especially like this yeah. can be, this podcast can be for anybody. I mean, yeah. you know, if, and if you get something out of it, then that is absolutely amazing. You know, if you get Amen. something out of 15 minutes of just my voice or, you know, this episode right here, that's all that I ask, you know, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. that's amazing. And like, you know, and it's just that, um, it's just, it blows me away. Like some of the, um, feedback I've already gotten from the first yeah. two, like I had a teacher, you know, because I'll send my teachers too. I'm not afraid to do that, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I I sent it to a teacher, and I um, 
you know, she said that uh, it was really, really good, and that it gives her hope for, you know, like, my generation, and I was just, yeah. and I might have been tired at the time, because that was my first block class, and, <laughs> you know, and she may not seem like I was getting much reaction, but deep down, that meant so much. Mm-hmm. Like, well, look at that, you know, we're, we're it, it's having a positive impact, you know, yep. like, yeah, so. Yeah, that's good, that's mm-hmm. good. But yeah, I'll send them to teach you. I'll send it to just about anybody I can think of. You know, like I don't know that first one with Cody. I don't know how many people I sent it to. I probably sent it to some people twice by accident. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but that's good. That's how you want to be. You want to be spreading the word to whoever's yeah. willing to listen to it. So yeah, that's oh, yeah. awesome that you have that kind of mindset to where, yeah. hey guys, check this out. And and I think, um, yeah, for me. I feel the same way. Like I want as many people to listen to this as I possibly can, but if I can mm-hmm. point somebody towards somebody else's page or somebody else's podcast, I try to do that too, because I know oh, that yeah. the stuff that I say, the stuff that the, the stuff that I do, it might not be for everybody and that's okay. But if I can push, if you can hear something that I say and I'm like lifting somebody else up and you check them out and you're like, Oh, this is for me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like that's to me, that's positive because we're all working for the same team here we're all trying to point people to jesus so um yeah just as many people as we can get to to step out and try to point people to jesus the better you know oh yeah totally and yeah. you know one thing too that's happened is at least for me is getting to like reconnect with people after like you know cause i've known them for years right you know since i just got saved and baptized like this year i've been able to reconnect with them but on a deeper way mm-hmm. and that was something really cool a friend of mine aj hughes you know, I, you know, I never really knew he was like, you know, a Christian. Cause I just, I didn't know myself, you know, yeah. what that meant. So how am I supposed to know? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but as I got older, you know, and then I got baptized and all that, I realized, Oh, he, you know, he really is. And I really should start talking to him more. And we have a class together. And so we were able to talk a lot about this. And in fact, he said he was going to check this episode out as soon as it popped up. So, yeah. you know, he's also a big supporter of me and what I've been doing, which is, Absolutely. It's amazing for me because friendship is um, like so big for me. It's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's not so big for everybody. But when I when I get a friend, like I'm just like, you know, I hold that really tight and dear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But, uh, you know, like talking about for my school, you know, mm-hmm. if I've you know, I wish there was more that I mean, if there was more that we could do, you know, I mean, because I know there's FCA and things like that. But, yeah. you know, kids get so like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could say they're either self-absorbed or they just do not want to follow, you know, um, the Lord. And I, we actually yeah. had a, you know, we actually had a um, good uh, sermon last week. It was talking about like, I think it might have been, um, oh gosh, I couldn't exactly remember where it was from. I said it in my last, I said it in last week's episode, but, uh, you know, we're talking about believing in quote-unquote gods but it was you know in the bible it's lowercase and plural right you know Mm -hmm. i mean worldly gods like created by this world and i'm like that's what so many of us and i'm sure i'm guilty of it at some point yeah everybody is you know like looking at celebrities and you're like and i kind of made the point in connection well if especially the youth today if they have these celebrities to look up to and all that they're probably thinking why do i need god if i've got these celebrities to look up to yeah, well, that's the that's the point, right? That's what like, the enemy that's what the enemy wants. He wants to try to throw any distract yeah. any distraction he possibly can at us to take our mind off of right. off of God. Because if he can put 
you know, and, and things aren't bad, like sports and entertainment and stuff like that. Right. That's not bad things in and of itself. But when we are putting it in the place of God, that's when what you're talking about, it becomes a lowercase God in your life. And that's when it becomes a sin. So just trying to stay like how I said it a minute ago, like intentional, make sure that you are kind of making sure you're balancing out your time wisely and spreading mm-hmm. out your I heard somebody say the other day, it was actually on Justin's podcast. Um, I forget the man's name, but he was saying that our cup can only be filled with so much. So it's like, be careful what you are using to fill up your cup, you know, because you only have so many hours in a day. So where are you, you know, what are you pouring into your cup to take up those hours? You know, so just be intentional with every single thing you're doing in your life and make sure you're, you know, you've got your priorities in check. That's a good way to look at it, you know, like, and I mean... There's some, and I mean, it wasn't even as bad, you know, because I was asking my parents the other day, like, or at least my mom, I was asking her, you know, like, in terms of, like, weird stuff like that you see, you know, like, how was it when you were in school? You know, like, you know, what I mean by weird stuff, like, just things maybe you might come across or whatever that's just not godly at all. And she was like, you know, it might have been there, but it was just not as known, you know, but now you have the mm-hmm. internet. And so you can just look anything up or, you know, and get these weird influences that, yeah. I wish they weren't as easy and accessible <laughs> as they are. Yeah. You know, um, and that's probably, that's part of the issue. Like I think with the youth, a lot of them, I mean, they have the internet so they can look up anything they want and then mm-hmm. they get, you know, we're, cause we're all at the age where um, we're very, you know, we can get molded very, very quickly and we're molded by another potter's hand instead of the Lord's. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. Not, yeah. It's, it's, it's a slippery slope too, because human nature, if you get a look of something or a taste of something or a touch of something, um, the enemy can, and it's not a positive thing. You know, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not going to go too deep into it just because I know your, your audience is probably younger, but you know, um, the devil uses those type things to try to make you get, make you want more and more and more. So be careful what you expose yourself to, because our brain is created in such a way that, the enemy can just slip ideas into your head and you don't even realize it. And the next thing you know, you've gone further than you ever thought you would have gone. Mm -hmm. And you can waste so much time being stuck in that sin cycle of falling for whatever it is, the temptation that the enemy is putting in front of you. And you can waste so much time just being stuck in that place. But that's where you, if you're submitted to God and giving it to him and saying, I'm seeking after you, that's when, you know, those kind of things kind of dissipate, but it's, yeah, it's definitely more accessible now and it's easier to get lulled into that trap Mm -hmm. that the enemy tries to lay. But I mean, that's, that's just when you got to, you know, be more careful. I know it's easier said than done. That's one thing that kind of annoys me that I've heard on other podcasts and some preachers preach and stuff like that. They're like, if you're addicted to something, just stop doing it. Or if you know, if you don't like, you you know, just stop. It's like, no, we. it's not just stop doing it. You got to like explain it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just, just don't do it. You know, that's, it's not how that works, but I think we need to do a job, the church and I'm not bashing the church, but just yeah, in general, doing a better job of like explaining, okay, what are the steps that I need to take to be freed from this or from, you know, staying out of whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. Yeah. I, think. I had something similar and that was one of the things that helped me was talking through, you know, just like talking through it. Um, mm-hmm. And just getting it out there, like, hey, somebody else knows. It's not just me. Right. You know, or like, so, 
you know, or, and, you know, like, I'm not going to say his name or anything, but like, then I found out there were some other people that had the same, yeah, you know, they had the same thing. And I was like, yep. oh my gosh, I'm not the only person. So, cause you know, it went yep. on for a couple of years. And so like, I guess you kind of get, you know, you're in this mindset where you think you're the only person in the entire world that has this problem yep. or addiction or whatever it may be. And you don't know how to fix it. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's what the enemy does. He wants you to, like I say, get stuck in that sin cycle, but he also wants you mm-hmm. to feel like you're alone with it. So you can't talk to anybody else about it because if I tell somebody that I'm struggling with whatever it is, then they're not going to be my friend anymore. They're going to judge me. They're going to say that I'm not really a Christian. They're going to say this or that about me. He wants you to get stuck in that place. But like it says in the word, like there's freedom in the light, like who the sun sets free is free indeed. So when you are open with people around you, like obviously you're not just going to tell every single person, you know, all the struggles that you have, right. but like your true friends, like the ones that you know are believers, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, people that you know that you can trust, like don't be afraid to be vulnerable with them and open up about things that you're struggling with. Because like you said, the second that you do that, they could say, oh yeah, this is something that I've been struggling with too, or I struggled with it in the past. This is what I did to get out of it. Or they could be at the beginning phase where you're already midway through and you can kind of walk together because, you know, like that walking together in unity, facing toward the cross, like that's where freedom is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not being stuck in, in silence and being too scared to tell anybody about your struggles, but right. being willing to be vulnerable and open because we're all struggling with things, you know? And it's funny how that'll just come on because like, yeah. you know, um, it was so, it was just a random night. Like, you know, I was talking with a friend and then I was like, you know, something's just telling me I just need to, just need to let this loose, mm. you know? And so I, I did. And then, you know, and all this has come because of it. So it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, and what the great thing was when I was talking to that person, they were at the beginning phase as well. So we were in the same exact place. Right. So we could work we could work together on it. And yeah. And it not, uh, you know, and we could just be we're, we were kind of helping each other. We were encouraging yeah. each other. And if one of us slipped up, we were like, it's good. You know, just keep praying yeah. about it. And, you know, just, you know, we'll keep going. Like, yeah. You know, we could encourage each other. And that was absolutely amazing. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, I think that's one thing that's big, too, is just understanding that, like it says, I think it's in First John, I want to say it's like First John 1, 9 or something like that. And it mm-hmm. is um, that uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Yeah. And I think one thing that the enemy likes to do also when you're alone and you're not willing to open up to people about it is he puts it in your face like, I need to be punished for this or like, I don't deserve God's grace or I don't deserve right. this or that. And it can put us in that place where we're like, well, we just don't deserve God's grace or we don't deserve his love because I've done X, Y, and Z. But, mm-hmm. you know, like it says in that verse, like if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just like, and I think just understanding too, one thing that's helped me in my walk is understanding that if you look in the Bible, there's so many different verses where it talks about before the foundations of the earth were laid. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when you understand that, that there was a master plan before the foundations of the earth were created, before any of this was ever created, the creator, God already knew everything that was going to take place. And he already knew every single sin that I was going to do in my life. He already knew every single sin that you were going to do in your life. And anybody that's listening, he already knew about all that. And he said, you know what? They can't uh, um, forgive themselves for their sins. Like they can't be made perfect on their own. So I'm going to send my son 
to take their place. I'm going to send my son to be the propitiation for their sins and die on the cross. So he's already taken every single sin that you have ever committed in your life, and he nailed it to that cross. So the second that you ask him for forgiveness and ask him to come into your heart, you know, you're forgiven for that. And and the things that you might be struggling with, even after we're a Christian, you know, not everything is all sunshine and rainbows. We still struggle with things. You know, sometimes it's even seems like it's even harder than before you're a Christian. I think it is sometimes, yeah. The temptations, yeah, absolutely. But it's like understanding that we're going to have those slip-ups, but he already forgave those sins. And when we say, you know, no, I need to be punished or I don't deserve it or this or that, then that in our mind is saying the price that you paid on the cross, Jesus, wasn't enough because, you know, I've done too much. But he's saying, no, I've already I've already nailed all your sins to the cross. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like my sacrifice for you on the cross was enough. Just trust in that fact, you know. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That was that was good, man. Really yeah. good. Um, and you know, one thing I wanted to kind of touch on too is like, you know, how like so, you know, not just like school in general can influence like you know like social media and just school in general, but also one thing I've started to notice, at least in, um, you know, my school a tad not as bad as some of the other schools, you know, in other places, is the actual school work itself is strange or you know it has things in it that are not you know like i had an english paper that was so strange like yeah you know i'm like and we actually i mean i I just i don't know why they're it's just indoctrination and they want to oh you mean you mean in stuff in like in in terms of what y'all are being taught by instruction yeah Uh uh-huh yeah i mean this is i've seen some of the stuff that they're teaching kids and i've seen some of this in some of these other states and mm-hmm. uh, you're in georgia right Valdosta. Right. yeah so i know and i'm in tennessee so i know here in the south it's not as bad but it is it is bad but i've seen some of these papers and some of these books that they're making young kids read and and stuff like that and it and Oh my goodness. Like I say, it, it's it, trying to get further and further away from God. I mean, the direction mm-hmm. that this country is going to go if people don't step forward and say enough is enough is it's not good. It's just total it's scary chaos. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a free for all. And it's, you know, the, the problem that I'm seeing right now is we live in such a ungrateful and selfish society. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just look at it's exactly it's look at my Instagram. It's look at my podcast. It's look at this post that I just put up. And I, and I try like it when I post stuff, I'm like, gosh, I hope I don't sound that way. You know, I want people to listen, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's a slippery slope, but it's like the other day, like right after Halloween, I went to Walmart um, and it was literally like the day after Halloween and they had a bunch of um, like uh, costumes that were like 50 and 75% off or something. I was was looking at those and I I joked with my wife. I'm like, let's go ahead and get the baby, you know, a little costume for next year. She's like, no, we're not (laughs) doing that. But I look over to our left and they already had all these Christmas displays and stuff up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's just now November. And, and I'm, I'm like walking around. I'm like, where's the Thanksgiving stuff. And there was like nothing. And I mean, there was one (laughs) little site. It wasn't even, you go down the aisle and there's stuff on both sides. It was just a one side right. thing. They had some Thanksgiving stuff. And I'm like, that sums up what society is right now. Like, we don't want to talk about giving thanks for the things that we have. It's that give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give yeah. me. What what can I get next? It's not thank you for where I'm at right now. So it's just, 
Oh, I think trying to be more intentional and, and trying to be thankful because I think being thankful has a like an effect on the people around you. So if they see that you're thankful oh, yeah. and you're not mm-hmm. griping and complaining about what you don't have, then that's infectious, you know, and people will start to pick up on what you're doing. So that's one thing that I'm trying to do, like with my family as well, just like trying to point out every little thing that we have. And like, we have our health, we have, you know, a house to live in, we have food to eat all the time. It's like, you know, just trying to point out those things and, and being thankful for all the ways that we're blessed because we are so very blessed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think both of us, both of us are for what yeah. we've been given. I mean, seriously, I try to, you know, make it a point, at least before I go to bed, just to, you know, pray every night. Like, I mean, I try, you know, I try my hardest to remember to do it and I've been pretty yeah. good about it. But, you know, that's just something that like, I mean, we have to, you know, we have to be thankful for what we have. I mean, because yeah. if we're not, like you said, we're just going to become even more and more of a society where we're just like, eh, I don't, you know, it's like, just focus on me. Like, you yeah. know, don't do that. Well, you know, well, here's the, another thing about that too. Like when it all comes down to it, like if you look at the bigger picture, mm-hmm. um, they're all, there come, there's going to come a time. The Bible tells us that there's a pointed time that every person dies. And after this, the judgment. And so when we, when that day comes not to get morbid, but when that day comes and we stand before the Lord and he judges us, we have to give an account for our lives. One thing that he is going to do is he's going to ask you, what did you do with what I have given you? How did mm-hmm. you steward what I have given you? So it's, it's like the story of the the um, the coins where he gave X amount of coins to one servant, X amount of coins to the other. And then he gave one coin to the other. And the the first two servants went out and they made a profit off of their coin. And the third guy went and just buried it because he said he didn't want to lose it and make his master mad, right? And so yeah. when it came down to it, the the guy's like, you know, this guy basically in the Bible, the guy's like, this guy's a moron because he didn't go out and, and tried to make yeah. better on what he was given. And it's the same to us. Like the Lord has given each and every one of us a specific skill set, a specific talent that only you can do. Like in your life, you can do something that I can't. Every person that's listening right now, they can do something that me and you can't. Mm-hmm. So it's just trying to seek the Lord's face and, and asking him like, Lord, what do you want me to do with what you have given me? Because when it all comes down to it, everything that he has given to us, we have to explain to him, like, how did we steward these blessings that you had given to us? And I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand before the Lord. And he's like, what did you do with these talents that I've given you? And I'm like, uh, I, I invited somebody to church one time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And I mean, I know that there are so many mistakes that I've made in my life and every single day, you know, obviously we try to do our best as Christians, but we're, we're in a fallen state. Like we have this fallen flesh. So like, yeah. we're going to slip up, we're going to fall. But like it says in Proverbs, like a righteous man falls seven times, but rises up again. So we're understanding we're going to slip, we're going to fall, but trying just to do our best to seek his face each and every day. And that's what, you know, that's what I'm trying to do in my life. But it is a struggle because, yeah. you know, temptation, everything's all around us all the time. And the Lord knows that. And that's what people need to realize, you know, that aren't Christians is that like, we're not perfect people. Like we're going to have, you know, we have, we have, like we slip up just like everybody else on this earth. Like it's, you know, and I mean, like, you know, I think there is probably like some people that believe like we have to be like to this per, like we're like perfect. We're this perfect standard or whatever. Like, or some people think that we think that or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like trust. No, no, we're not. Um, yeah. I can promise you that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing about being a Christian too, is 
when you are a Christian and when you make that known to people that you are a Christian, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be looking to you more because they want to see like the non-believer is because yeah. I've heard it said before, like a person that is a non-believer is going to believe in a Christian before they believe in Christ, mm-hmm. because we're going around saying that we're different because of the change that Christ has made in our heart. Right. But right. if we're not showing that in our actions and the way we speak and, and the way that we live our life, like why would a non-believer want to put his faith in Christ if we're acting the same as the world? You know, so it's like trying to make sure that we are having that understanding that when we have Christ in our heart, like the spotlight is going to be bigger on us because the world is looking for us to fail and fall. So they can say, see that person that you're telling us to look at that Jesus guy, like he's just a phony. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like understanding Mm -hmm. that each and every moment in our life, like has a, a purpose and can either hurt or help our testimony. So just trying to do things the right way it's it's very you know sometimes you don't think about this stuff you're like i'm just trying to live my life the best that i can but it's right. like you gotta live each and every moment intentionally because the world is going to point out any mistake that a christian has for sure mm-hmm. that is true you know like i mean it it just is crazy like i don't know you know why people you know i don't know it's just it kind of confused me like I guess maybe because, you know, they do look at us differently and hold us to a higher standard that they think people think, oh, you know, yeah, they're, you know, they don't make mistakes. So that's always kind of confused me a little bit. It's like, we're, you know, we're people like, you know, yeah. so, um, but, you know, people, just, some people just think that way. Um, well, I think the church, but, uh, like in the, in the past, and, and like I said, I'm not trying to bash churches and stuff right. like that, but I do think that there are some churches that try that have that holier than thou mentality mm-hmm. and that we're perfect, our poo don't stink type <laughs> yeah. attitude, you know. So it it I can see why the world would say, okay, we can't go to church here because these people are too perfect, you know, or these people are too mm-hmm. good. And it's like, yeah. So I mean, I could see how certain people can think that just because of how certain believers do carry themselves. But it's like we're all broken, you know. We yeah. all need the blood of Jesus Christ, and it's like no one person is better than the other, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. just keeping that in mind and not trying to carry yourself like you're something more than you're not, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all broken sinners. And I won't mention it by name, but there's a few people that I've met that they just think they're just like, you know, the thing. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, please. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, and this is just, I mean, I don't know if this was really me bragging on my church for whatever, what you'd call yeah. it. But one thing that, um, you know, that we try to do at least, you know, because the whole, like, this youth ministry that we have is pretty big. I mean, you know, for, mm-hmm. for Vidosta, Georgia, it's pretty big. And I just happen to be on the leadership team for it. Um, That's awesome. Is, yeah. Is that, um, you know, like the youth leader, you know, the guy that pretty much just made the entire thing, he's always asking, you know, what are ways we can like improve to bring more youth in or to bring more people in, you know, and like things like that. He's always asking mm-hmm. us, you know, he wants our input. Like, you know, he, he doesn't just gun it and go, you know, he wants right. us to know, like he wants our input and what we can do, you know, yeah. like, and that's something that's just so cool. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, you want our input. That's, that's awesome. You know, cause yeah, you, man, you understand good. our value of, you know, or how much we put into the ministry as much as you do. Yeah, you know, so yeah, that's that's good too because that shows that he's willing to shift with culture because each and every, like, um, what is it called? Like, uh, group coming up, like each Africa uh, generation 
That's the word. Each generation coming forth is different, right? Like my generation is different than yours. The generation before me is different than mine. So I think one thing that churches have a problem doing is shifting because I was talking with a guy about that just the other day, actually. And he's like, Mm -hmm. why is it that when I go into certain churches, like I feel like I just stepped into a time capsule from like the 1970s. And it's like, yeah, yeah, because we're not willing to adapt. We certain Christians and there's nothing wrong with wanting to have that, like that song, give me that old time religion. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I think in order for us to like appeal to like culture and stuff like that, like we have to be willing, like what your youth pastor is doing and saying, guys, what what do we need to do? Because if not, that's where you get left in the dust. And then you're standing there wondering, like, well, why is nobody coming to church? Well, because you didn't shift. You didn't give them a reason to come. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus is enough. We know that. But we have to have things like like podcasts, like, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Christian rap music. I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of, you know, podcasting and stuff like that. Um, but I think we need to use these things as the hook to bring them in, to give them Jesus. Right. Right. It, it, we can't just, hey, y'all got to come over here and we're going to talk about God for an hour. You know, and, and there's yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I, and I'm not trying to make it seem like that's the wrong way to go about it. But I just think right. we need to make it more inviting to people to feel like they can come and, and have a seat at the table where I'm just going to bash them over the head with Jesus talk, you know, all yeah. the time. It's because, you know, we've talked about that a little bit too. Yeah. It's like, you know, that can be like scary, like for some, yeah, yeah. you know, like, you know, and I even remember the first time I went to Sunday school and like Wednesday night, you know, I was happy to go, mm-hmm. but there was a part of me where, cause I mean, I, I pretty much jumped straight into that, all that stuff, yeah. you know, once I got saved and everything. And, you know, there was a part of me that was a little bit nervous, not because, you know, like, I guess maybe, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like, what if all these people, they've been, you know, going to this church for like so many years and they know so much mm. more than I do, or, you know, there's just a bit of doubt in there that the enemy's trying to put in my head yeah, or that I shouldn't be here or something like that. But I mean, I continued to go and like, I'm so glad I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it can be scary. I mean, yeah. you know, when you just start, you know, just really hammering it down, you yeah. know. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That's, that's where we got to be more welcoming with people. That's one thing that I love about oh, yeah. uh, my church is there. It's a really welcoming place. Like we started going there uh, probably about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And um, the church that we went to before that we were there for a little while and I, I enjoyed it and we were going to try to become members, but it was like there when we went to go talk to the pastor, he's like, well, we don't really have like members per se. I'm like, uh, I think we're going to try to go somewhere else. Yeah. I and, mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we're supposed to be a family as a church. Right. Right. And so, the, you know, as soon as we went, walked in the doors at the church that we go to now, um, it was just such a welcoming place and they've been such a, just a breath of fresh air, like for all of us as a family, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we had not been going there very long and they did a children's, like a children's performance where they sang and stuff before the church. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, we hadn't been going there, but maybe a couple months and my daughter was up there singing with them. And and Aww. I feel like, you know, some churches, they would have said, you know, she hasn't been here long enough. So, you know, sit this one out, you know, don't try next time. Yeah. But, but for them to let her do it, you know, it was, it was really big to us and it made us feel like, you mm-hmm. know, we're accepted right away. And And that's how the church needs to be. We need to be welcoming Oh yeah. Everyone in. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that's, that's definitely a big thing that the church. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing in mine harps on too. They're like, yeah, it don't matter where they come from. It don't matter what they've done. Mm-hmm. If they want to come in, let them come in. And I'm like, you got it. You know, that's, yeah, that's biblical. I mean, look at when Jesus walked by the, the uh, tax collector booth, when he saw Matthew, right. he didn't say, Hey man, you need to go 
fix X, Y, and Z. You need to go give back the money that you've stolen from the people. You need to go, you know, change all these things in your life and you can catch back up with us. No, mm -hmm. he just said, follow me. Right. You know, and that's, that's the kind of mentality that we need to have. Like, it's not our job to judge people's wrongs or mistakes that they've made in the past. It's our job to say, what do we need to do to help you like in your walk with Christ? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you're talking about like, some churches they have like that 1970s feel and while others you right. know they've changed and shifted you know like i mean i'm not saying that every church should be like mine of course not you yeah. know but i think it does have that you know that hey does that like nice they kind of blended them together like they still yeah. have like some of the older songs the slower right. songs but you know they have like a nice big stage a nice big choir yeah. i mean you know so there's a blend of like some modern stuff along with like so they've blended the two together and i'm like that that's perfect you know yeah yeah and, um, yeah, and my, just because I've been going for so long, but my, uh, my pastor, he was talking the other day about, um, there is no perfect church. And, uh, he said, if you feel like you've stumbled upon the perfect church and it, it, you go for a little while and it is the perfect church and everybody there's perfect leave because you'll ruin it. You know, that's, like, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, there, yeah, there, there is no perfect church. We're all no. human beings, but it's just trying to, yeah, like you said, be welcoming and do our best to. To just invite people in, give them a seat at the table. Yeah, I mean, you know, because, you know, like, I think they were, I don't remember the examples they were given, mm -hmm. but, you know, they were giving some examples, like, even if they've done this, it's like, ooh, and I, I, I know a few people, they kind of went, oh, that, you know, mm, we yeah. would do it, but that's difficult, you know, because right. depending on what it was, um, you know, uh, but, I mean, still, you have to just look past it, even though it's hard. You yeah, know? yeah. Because um, I, I know that's hard for people, especially like nowadays. I think we've gotten more judgmental. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know why, but I feel like we have. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of Pharisees out there. I mean, I've I've said it on my podcast before um, that the church that I grew up in, I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm -hmm. and the church um, that I went to, I wouldn't be welcomed back in there right now because I have tattoos. Yeah. And, oh, okay. and and yeah. it's like there's so many churches like that and it's like goodness gracious guys like what are we doing like how how is that showing the love of christ by telling somebody they're not welcome and and i mean my parents they did when i was growing up they worked for um a place here well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say the name but it was yeah. a place here that dealt with um mentally disabled people Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they had to have people living with them and stuff like that. And so we would take them to church. And I remember there was one woman that, you know, a lot of these people, they can't control themselves. You know, they're, they're yeah. mentally, they're just not there. And um, there was one woman that we had and she was making noises during the church service. And they mm -hmm. came up, one of the ushers came up and asked us to leave. And uh, we're like, okay, I mean, you could see that she's mentally disabled and you right. guys or basically telling us that she's not welcome. Like Jesus is saying, you know, Jesus would tell her that she's not welcome to sit here and, and listen to service. So it's that kind of stuff. It, it mm -hmm. really bothers me. And, and it, it makes it understandable why people would say, well, church people are too judgmental. Like I don't want to go there. And, you know, it sucks because we're not supposed to be that way as the body of Christ. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's just one of those things where you just got to pray that, you know, those kind of people will see the light and change, but then also be thankful if you are at a good church that is welcoming people, you know, pray for your pastor, pray for the other people in the church, all the leaders, all the 
you know, the youth workers, everything like that. Pray that the Lord will just continue to, to bless their ministry because those are the kind of ministries that we need. Oh yeah. A hundred percent, you know? Um, and you know what, I don't know if they do it as much. I'm not sure, you know, what the reason was, but I do know like the year I, you know, last year when I went to FCA, you know, they'd bring all the special needs kids in there. And, you know, oh, really? I mean, it, it was, yeah, it was great. They would bring yeah. them all in there and they would enjoy, there was one kid, Marshall, um, he like, you know, he has the same thing I do, but it's just, you know, I don't know if you know, but it can, it's on like, I mean, if you put it in a graph, there's like so many different degrees. Mm-hmm. Like I'm down on the left and he's more on the right. Like it's a lot right. more severe. Like it's, well, you know, he's wheelchair bound and all that. Yeah. And um, I mean, but he gets so into it. Like every, every time a speaker comes, you know, yeah. it's, it's so good. Like, you know, it, it makes you smile every time, you know, cause oh. I remember like he told his, um, they did like a, video for his testimony and they showed it at fca one morning mm-hmm. and i remember just like sitting there in shock because he said that he had the same thing i did and i was just like oh snap like yeah that's what Stay i have but you. it's yeah. yeah you know that's what i have but i you know it's obviously not as severe yeah you know i mean of course i didn't want to like i don't want to make the sound like rude or anything but like i am thankful that i didn't if that didn't happen to me like that Mm-hmm. however i mean he's gonna he is going places i do know yeah. that he wants to be he wants to be a, um a minister i think he said so there we go mm-hmm. yeah it yeah that that people with any kind of disabilities like that have a special place in my heart just because my my younger brother um he is uh, autistic and mm-hmm. he is nonverbal, so he's uh nine years old but he's never spoken yeah. you know so um yeah, I, I'm definitely with you on that. There's the, people with any kind of problems like that hold a special place in my heart. And that's one thing that our church does that's awesome is they do the, I think it's called like Night to Shine or something like that. It's like Tim Tebow's mm-hmm. foundation. Um, and it's basically just like a big dance. So they get all the, oh, the chairs great. and stuff out of yeah. the, the church auditorium and they put down a dance floor and they let the, the um, kids come in and they'll have a little dance for them and they'll have a little DJ and play the music mm-hmm. for them. And um, our pastor was talking about how some people thought that was like irreverent for them to do it in the, in the, uh, you know, sanctuary or whatever. And he's like, you know, that's, well, those kind of people, you're just like, I'm just going to pray for you, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're try- yeah. We're trying there's to a open bunch the of doors for everybody. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that sometimes you'll just come across and you're just like thinking in your head, like you'll never actually say it. Cause I mean like, what did I do? But yeah. Like, I'm gonna be praying for you. Just let me write you down on my list that I have. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, because you need it. Um. Yeah. We all need Jesus, just so oh, in yeah. different ways. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, when I guess I don't know, like maybe it was just it was the first week. I think it might have been, like I think my youth pastor, Mr. Brandon, he gave me a uh, like a challenge, like the whole group. He gave us like a challenge. He was like, when, um you know, we go back to school or whatever, because his kids are homeschooled, which I understand why, because of how society is, but, right. um, but he was like, you know, for the ones that are going back to school and are actually, you know, in public school, um, he, you know, he said, go and um, see how many people, if you asked them, like, if there's anything you need to pray, pray about, like, you know, and just see if you, how many you can get, you know, mm-hmm. and I did that, not just at school, but I just, when I did that, I went around, I went on my socials, I went like That's family, awesome. And went through, I mean, I did go from school too. Yeah. And, you know, all the responses I got, like some of the people, they were just like, 
you know, thank you so much because they mm-hmm. wouldn't have said anything if nobody asked. Yeah. Um, like, you know, one of them, one of them was Cody and, you know, he was real thankful and that was also, you know, just a big turning point, you know, yeah. us talking and everything. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it was just so good to see the reactions, you know, mm-hmm. um, like I won't say her name, but there was one girl that, you know, she was just like bawling in the elevator. Yeah. There's an elevator in my building, in the school building. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I'm like, you know, well, you know, what's wrong? You know, I asked her cause I knew her and, um, she, you know, she said that a relative had passed away or a friend or somebody. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the things I asked her after I asked her, if she was okay. was, you know, has anybody else reached out to you or anything? And she said, Nope, you're the first one. And I was thinking, is mm. this really how self-centered like society's gotten? Cause I'm, I'm sure. Cause I was sitting there going, there's no way that she, this is the first time she's like upset about it. She's probably been mm-hmm. upset about it all day long. Oh yeah. You know? And I'm like, this is the first time someone's asked. It just like, it kind yeah. of shocked me a little bit. I was like, so this is how self-centered we've gotten as like mm-hmm. a society. That's, yeah, that's not good. No. But thankfully she, you know, I kept up with her and um, talked to her and she was good afterwards. But still, I mean, I was like, why? I mean, you know, it just kind of, yeah. you know. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's, there's people all around. Everybody's struggling with something. So just oh, trying yeah. to. Yeah, be open to that and um, understanding too. Like, there's times where you can pray and ask the Lord to put those mm-hmm. type of opportunities and situations in your life. But if you do that, you better be ready because He's going to throw it at you. And I've heard it said that the second that you ask God to open the door for those kind of opportunities to take place, the only way that you're going to get out of it is to backslide. Mm-hmm. So He's going to bring those situations into your life. You know, the second that you pray for Him, He's going to start opening those doors. So get ready for it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and um, I mean, I was, you know, I don't. I mean, it wasn't too hard to, you know, kind of make the decision whether I was going to do this or not. But I was, you know, nervous about making this podcast. I was like, should I do this? Like, you mm-hmm. know, I didn't want to do it for the wrong reasons whatsoever. Yeah. Um, you know, because I didn't, you know, because of course I'm doing this after seeing, you know, Cody's, Justin's, mm-hmm. and yours. I'm like, you know, I want, I want to do this for the right reasons, and not just because three others are doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, but I also saw there was a bit of an opening too, you know, because I mean, yep. I mean, like none of y'all's podcasts like cover like the youth specifically. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's let's hit that. Yeah, and, dude, that's awesome. You know, and see if we can fill that gap in so yep. all four of us can like work as a team and just yep. get 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 you know, get it. like get every, you know, area of like, you know, type of people, whatever, and just yeah spread the word you know, to everybody. And so, yeah, that's, that's um, uh, whenever I started my podcast before I was just praying about it because I'm like you, like I never expected to have started a podcast. Right. Um, I was never somebody that liked getting behind a microphone or making videos or anything like that. I don't like mm-hmm. the way that my voice sounds. I'm not crazy me about either. the way I look. And so I'm like, ah, this is not for me. But so like, if you would have told me in January that I was going to be doing this, I would have been like, no, you're crazy. But it's just like yeah. when the, when the Lord tells you to do something, and he makes it evident, like, this is what I want you to do. He's going to give you the boldness and the power and the words, everything mm-hmm. that you need. Um, he's going to provide that. But I think just like you said, filling the need. And I think that definitely your podcast is a need that needs to be filled because there aren't a whole lot of teen minded um, podcasts. So I think that's definitely, no. yeah, I love what you're doing because 
somebody reached out to me. Well, I've had several people reach out to me and say um, do I, that I should bring my son on more because I've had my son on my podcast and he's four. Yeah. And they're like, hey, can you bring your son on the, the podcast more? And just praying about it because I think one thing that I've done a lot too is I'll say, man, there's no good like Christian content for kids. Like there's no everything. We're just subjected to the garbage they're putting now on right. Disney Plus, yeah. Netflix, Hulu is like, there's nothing out there for kids. And I felt like the Lord was putting it on my heart. Like, why are you complaining about it? Why don't you just do something yourself? And I've not talked about it on my podcast yet, but mm-hmm. I'm praying about it. And I'm thinking about letting my four-year-old start his own little podcast. So, Hey, he's <laughs> we'll got one viewer. <laughs> he's got a listener. So we'll, we'll see. We're, we're praying about it. He's all the time talking about podcasts and stuff like that. So I think he would be all over it. And um, I think there's a need in all aspects, like you said, like you're doing with the team, there's stuff Mm -hmm. that's needed for the kids. So it's, yeah. And I think just being obedient and open to what the Lord wants you to do. I think if you stay like consistent and don't get discouraged, keep doing what you're doing and you're, you're doing it for the right reasons, which I can tell just in our conversation that you've got your heart in the right place and trying to do it for the right reasons. Like the Lord's going to honor and bless that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just stay consistent, keep doing what you're doing. Cause you never know where the Lord's going to take that. You know? And I mean, I, you know, I guess maybe cause I've had um, like, you know, for not, not for this specifically, but you know, I'll have like really bad anxiety for certain stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't right. like this, you know, and I maybe was a little bit nervous to start the whole podcast, but I don't know, maybe it was this because it was the first time I was having someone on. I was I will tell you, like yesterday, I was getting nervous because I was like, do not say something that's just absolutely bonkers or like, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, because I was like, and it was just a little bit of uh, doubt, I think. But, you know, I didn't want to like say something just off-putting um, mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, or say the wrong thing or like, and that's just always a big thing. It's like, think before you speak, do not open your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's I've been encouraged by this conversation. I appreciate you having me on. I think the, oh, yeah. the, the enemy tries to put things in our head to make situations seem like they're going to be bigger than they're actually going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know for me, um, and I'm not trying to like brag on anything that I've done or brag on anything that I'm doing right now, but I, I know that the Lord is in it. And I know that the Lord has called me to do this. And I've fully submitted myself to him and what I'm doing to him. And in that he's open doors. So like I said, I'm a fan of like Christian rap. He's allowed me to have, mm-hmm. you know, three or four different Christian rappers that I've followed for years on my mm-hmm. podcast. And I was that way before, like talking to them. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to say something dumb. I'm going to say something, yeah. that you know, that they're going to be like, what is this joker even doing right now? But, you know, the enemy tries to make situations in your mind seem a lot bigger than they actually are. And, and those are the times that we need to trust on God and and lean into him and say lord you've opened this door for me you know clear my mind right now clear my brain from any stress or anxiety in this moment and let me just be able to speak what it is that you would want me to speak in this moment and you know he's gonna give you that peace that only he can provide oh yeah you know and and i you know so it was like your weird rave a mix of emotions because i was like you know i was nervous but i was also so excited because i was like you know we've never spoken verbally like i said earlier so (laughs) you know that was a really cool thing you know excited you know obviously you'd heard my voice and i've heard yours but they've never yeah you know come together in something and so right. i was like really excited about this and all the talking we've done of our messages good lord i had to scroll back through like 
50 of them just to get to your email right <laughs> to send you this so yeah um but i mean i this has been really really encouraging and i you know uh, i just can't wait to see where this goes you know like i've mm-hmm. um you know there was somebody that actually reached out to me it was a friend of mine's uh mom actually you know she's got a story a really good one mm-hmm. and i'll have to i'll probably sit down with her like in person but yeah you know she wanted to come on and tell her straight i was like be my please yes i, I, yeah. I want this like mm-hmm. you know and i was because you know she hadn't she's not done it um i don't think as far as i know or told mm-hmm. many people and she's like you know she's been teetering around the idea of you know should i you know do it should i not well and i think what's maybe would make her more comfortable is if she's talking to somebody she knows yeah so and i'll sit yeah. down with her probably beforehand and say this is what i'll how i'll do it and if you want to not talk about this or talk about this then we can do that you know mm-hmm. so but i mean it's going to be a you know it's i think this is going to be a really good thing because i've got some things already in my head that i think is going to be really fun like i maybe i'll do something for the when april rolls around because that's the month i got baptized so i'll have to do like a year later thing yeah you know so. yeah man mm-hmm. yeah just stay encouraged keep doing what you're doing the lord's going to bless oh, it yeah. And you keep doing what you're doing. I love your episodes, man. Yes, I, love them. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like Paul says, and I feel this calling like necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I'm not preaching the gospel. So we all have that necessity laid upon us. So it's, you know, up to us what we're going to do with it. Like, are we going to use the gift of free will to point people to God? Or are we going to do it to fill our own selfish desires? So right. um, yeah, everything that I'm going to do the rest of my life to the best of my ability um, is just try to point people to to Jesus the best way that I can. So I appreciate you saying that, man. Yeah. And um, just to round it out, maybe in a funny way, because, you know, why not? Um, yeah. Cody asked a question on his Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. It was, yeah. if you were to fight David or Goliath, uh, that, you know, fight the giant, right? Right. What would be your fight song that you'd use? Uh, well, he, yeah, I saw it. I met, I, uh, commented on there. I said it, it, would, it would need to be two. Um, because like I said, I'm a big fan of Christian rap, but I feel yeah. like if you're getting ready to go fight Goliath, you got to have some, like a little bit of rock music behind you. So yeah. I said, uh, either monster or, yeah. um, hero by skillet. Mm. Oh, so that was, so you said that. Okay. Yeah. That was, I was, like, that was Yeah. Me. I saw that. And then <laughs> mine was, um, I'm still standing by Elton John because there I, you, go. you know, might get knocked down a few times, but Hey, I'll still <laughs> keep, I'll get back up. Yeah. Um, I, I, I saw a post the other day that where a guy said, you talking about David and Goliath. Yeah. Um, he said that David didn't need to know the strength of Goliath because he knew the strength of the God that he served. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that's that was good. so good. Yeah. That's so good. And um, yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're getting ready to go fight Goliath, you got to have, you know, I love Skillet. I'm a big fan of Skillet. And they, uh, you could really use any of their songs because they, they've got, you know, if you put on any one of their albums, if you're getting ready to go work out or uh, go for a run or anything like that, um, their music will make you want to run through a, a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, but one song that's making, it's making me think of just like, you know, like the hard rock or whatever, like heavy metal is like Master of Puppets for some reason. I don't know why that hmm. is, but I'm just thinking of that one. Oh, that'd be yeah. Um, I don't know if that'd be a good fight song, but it's just, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I um, got you. But it's been an absolute pleasure and honor talking to you, man. Um, yeah, man. And hey, who knows? We might do this again sometime. I'd look yeah, forward definitely. to it. Definitely. It's been an encouragement to me, too. So thank you so much for letting me come on. Of course.
Thanks again.